welcome to another surprise episode of Paranormal Than Normal. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy, here trying to make the world seem a little more normal. Will we accomplish that tonight? Maybe, maybe, but I mean, with who I'm talking to, they, that might be possible, actually, so we'll see. And of course, my guest tonight is Jason Hassler, who is the director for Portland's Big River Paranormal, and also has his own podcast, Hassling the Paranormal, which I love the name playing that, I will say. <laughs> but welcome, Jason. How's Thank it going you. tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to hear it. So, the first question I ask everybody in this show is, what got you into the paranormal? Well, I had some experiences as a young child. We lived in a house that was, uh, people say it was haunted, and there was some activity there. So it just kind of piqued my interest as a child. And I've pretty much held on to that ever since. Interesting. And I'm actually happy you said it that way, because that kind of brings me to my next question. What experiences have you had in the paranormal? And I know that's a buck, that's probably a long list for you being an investigator. Yeah. But, but let's start off with just some of the experiences when you were younger that got you into it. Yeah, there was a, in the house that we lived in, I was probably, I would say, seven to ten-ish when we lived there. Um, always, you know, kids always see something in their closet and that kind of thing. Um, there was always a man in the closet, which is weird because my brother and I, our closets were, they, they, they were touching from our rooms. They were up against each other. And uh, as adults, we talked about it. And we saw the same kind of stuff going on in that closet. So it was kind of, you know interesting that we both saw the same thing but didn't talk about it so and then there, there was always uh there was a guy we could hear coughing in the bathroom quite often and then i do believe uh my uncle who lived there before or who was there before uh he got locked in that closet he went in there to change a light bulb or something in the closet and the door shut and he couldn't get out for a while oh so, yeah so that's not fun and, and were, were the closets built with locks on them or no yeah i believe so I'm not a hundred percent. I don't. I'm not hundred percent on that, but it, it could be. I mean, I imagine so. If they had, if he got locked in, but maybe it was somebody holding him in. I don't know. That's what I was or, thinking. Like, yeah, was the spirit or the spirit like forcing the door shut or something. Yeah, that I could mean, be. I don't know. I was I've heard too, Stranger Things, but yeah, for sure. So, all right. Yeah, I mean, I actually was one of those lucky people who didn't grow up in a haunted house. <laughs> so even, I mean, I always thought there was something in my closet as a kid, but there never was a proof of anything in the closet so you know just one of those things but could have been under the bed yeah (laughs) could have been i mean i i I honestly didn't experience anything paranormal until my 20s so i just i just grew up with a fascination for it because of books i read in the library about bigfoot and aliens and Loch Ness and all that so yeah the the basic beginner set in the 90s for kids who want to get into paranormal in the future but okay well So you run a paranormal investigation team. Yes. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So our name is big river paranormal and we're on the uh, Portland area, Oregon. Mostly we, we are the Oregon taps family team. Do you know what the taps family is? I know what taps is. If you ask me what it stands for, I couldn't tell you, but I know I've, okay. I've heard of taps. I've had taps members on my show before. Yeah. It's the Atlantic paranormal society. So what that is, is in 1990 that was created by uh jason haas grant wilson from the ghost hunters tv show which they i don't believe that aired till like 2004 but when they 
when that started, they started getting uh, help requests from all over, and it was just too much for them to to do just themselves. So TAPS family is a network of paranormal teams all over the world, really, and that say so if if the TAPS if TAPS receives a report in the Oregon area, I'm the guy that gets that report, to, and then I reach out to the client for help on that one. Yeah, so, nice. It's kind, yeah, kind of like Ghostbusters International. In yeah, way. pretty much. Yeah. And Anthony, thank you for watching. Can't wait to have you on next month, buddy. I don't know if you know Anthony. He's from the Texas Wraith Hunters. Uh, no. Another paranormal investigative team. Hello, so, Anthony. But that's so. What are some of the most interesting cases that you faced working with uh, Big River? Well, we get a lot of uh, a lot of different stuff from as simple as, "Hey, this is what my ring doorbell picked up on our video," which is usually insects or just dust or whatever. And then we get people that uh, watch too much paranormal TV, that kind of stuff. And <laughs> so mostly what we try to do is go in and help people figure out a logical explanation for what it is they got going on. And sometimes we can do that. Well, most of the time we can do that, actually. But uh, sometimes uh, we can't. And other times we find stuff that makes us believe that their home could be haunted or paranormal. Or uh, We get all sorts of crazy calls. Um I got the the oddest call that I got or the um, email I got was a lady that said she was having a physical relationship with a spirit. So I uh, I called Dr. her. Yeah. Yeah. I called her and I asked her, you know, what, you know, can you explain to me what's going on? And, you know, and she said she was having a, a physical relationship with the spirit. And uh, I didn't know what really to ask. I mean, there's a lot of questions there. So my first question was, is it is it consensual and she said well it wasn't at first and so i was like okay can you explain she said well it started when she was in prison and i was like oh here we go yeah so uh she said that she she met this spirit in prison and they started their relationship and and her boyfriend passed away and she said well my boyfriend passed away i believe he gave the spirit permission so then it was okay with me so I had to explain to her exactly what it is that we do. So I wasn't going to come out and try to videotape her or record her in relations with a spirit. I mean, if I thought she really was, then possibly. But clearly, it was more of a mental health issue than anything. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if people can have those kind of relations with the spirit. But I haven't, and I don't think I want to. But that was probably the weirdest, weirdest one I've gotten. I had I had a guest on my show months ago, Johnny G. <clears throat> He's a former porn star, and he is now all into spectrophilia, which is the act of having relations with spirits. Yeah, and according to him, it's a very real thing that people can do, and he's he's done it, and he's helped people do it, and I mean, it's just. I have it. There's a whole episode I have on it, and it's just <laughs> I I don't even know how to describe it. It's just something it, out of something out of like a rom like rom romance novel, like a paranormal romance novel almost. But it's a very interesting topic, um, for sure. I mean, it certainly would open up your options if you could pick from the dead as well. It would. I mean, a lot less risk with that as well. But I mean, it's just what it's kind a of weird. Yeah, what kind of protection would you need for that? 
<laughs> maybe a maybe a crucifix. But that's about it. I would yeah. Think. But, <laughs> they I mean, the, I, the Trojan cru crucifix. Yeah, they'll they'll start making those for us. <laughs> I mean, it, it honestly was one of the most bizarre episodes I ever did. But it was it's also my highest watched episode on YouTube. So that tells you something. Yeah, people are yeah interested in yeah, for sure. Sex sells. Sex yes, sells. But, it I mean, huh? oh, I mean, so did you actually? Did you do any kind of investigation to that, or did you kind of like? I didn't. Be, you could do. I asked her. She was staying in a. Uh, she had just gotten out of prison, so she said she was staying in a homeless shelter. So there really wasn't much I could do yeah. to help her. I did refer her to because she mostly just wanted to know if what was going on with her was normal, which. I wouldn't think so, but maybe it is after talking to you. <laughs> but uh, I referred her to to talk to her mental health counselor, as well as maybe a local psychic that she could find, and just you know maybe somebody that has dealt with that kind of stuff before. I haven't. You know, that's a whole new realm of possibility for me, and I don't think I want to go down that way. Yeah, I mean it's definitely an interesting topic but it's just something i mean to investigate a homeless shelter you would have to get the permission of the homeless shelter one which would be a whole yeah. other ordeal and yeah just not happening and it's just not it just wasn't a safe situation for her or my team really so yeah i mean a psychic was a good recommendation though i didn't even think of that that's a good recommendation because they yeah. can tell if something else is going on in the background there or not yes like, they, they, I, yeah they can sense more into it than you or i could yeah, one of the things that uh, I try to keep in mind when dealing with clients with apparent possible mental health issues is, one, I'm not a mental health professional, so I don't know for sure. And two, just because they are in mental health crisis doesn't mean they don't have something spiritual going on. True. I mean, people have literally gone crazy because of paranormal entities in their house that make them yeah. go insane. So it's highly possible. I mean... It can go both ways, but it's just, it's a, it's a very, it's one of those topics that you kind of want to like stay away from unless you have to be involved in it because it's yeah. a gray area. Because you could either help or hinder with that depending on what, what the situation is. But For sure. Yeah. And one of the things too is, uh, you know, when, when you're trying to deal with that kind of stuff, you, you have to have them be honest with you. So one of the questions we ask is about drug use and, and if they're not honest with it, they're not, but some of them are, but if they're using drugs, you have yeah. a, uh, if you're on drugs, you're an addict, you have a warped sense of what reality could be. And a lot of people believe that spirits, especially ones that may be negative can take advantage of you because you don't realize you're not supposed to be able to see them or have contact with them, that kind of stuff normally. So when people, uh, are addicts and addicted drugs i believe they you know some people believe i believe as well that they open themselves up more to to having issues with that it's funny you say that because i had a guest a week or two ago who was a astrophysicist and we were talking about ufos aliens and all that yeah and he he his belief is that he's a very christian man but his beliefs are that the, the reason people get abducted by UFOs is because they open themselves up to the occult through either heavy metal music, Ouija boards. I mean, pick your thing that supposedly is occult. But interesting. That's an interesting take. I I don't necessarily think I'd agree with that. But you know, we all have our opinions. I can't say I necessarily agree with it either. But I 
was respectful as possible because I don't want to upset a guest. But it's just one of those things where it's like, right. eh, I mean, I listen to Iron Maiden and I don't think I'm going to get abducted by UFOs because of that. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Things. Yeah. And I mean, children get abducted by aliens, supposedly. And, you know, I may have my own story, but, you know, they just, uh, it, it's, I can't imagine. I mean, the the alien abduction stuff. I've actually been watching a lot of that on TV recently, just because of the recent supposed unidentified objects that we've been shooting down and stuff. So it's just kind of something that's been interesting. But that could be mental health stuff as well, or there could be a number of people could actually be getting probe aliens, that kind of stuff. But who knows? I don't. I don't think I'm expert enough to know for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody is really an expert unless they are an alien <laughs> like yeah maybe then maybe then they could tell us why they're doing it but then again do you really trust what they're telling you to begin with i mean it's right it's just one of those things i mean i do love i mean i don't know i do love the, and you're right because kids are abducted by aliens all the time my my wife grew up being supposedly abducted by aliens because she would disappear from her bedroom that she shared with her sister all the time and yeah. Her sister would look around the house for her for hour and say, like next morning, like you were gone for hours. Where'd you go? And she yeah. was too, too. She was, she was too young at that point to just disappear all of a sudden. You know. Yeah, I had a incident when I was younger that uh, when I was I was probably it was in that same house. I was probably like seven or eight, where I was laying in bed and I saw a bright light out the window, and so I got up to look and. I see a UFO flying and I, I thought at first, cause we lived by this military base at the, at the time. And, uh, so I thought maybe it was like, sometimes they'd run like helicopter <laughs> stuff and, and practice and that kind of stuff at night. And I thought that's what it was until I realized that it wasn't, it was, it was this weird UFO shape thing and it landed in, in our field in, uh, we have these three old buildings out in the field there and it landed on the middle one. I don't know why it would land. I mean, we had a huge field. Why would it land on the building? I don't know. This is what I remember. And then the next thing I remember is it's leaving and I'm yelling to my parents that I saw a UFO and they're like, bad dream, go back to sleep, shut up, you know, type of thing. <laughs> and uh, so at that point, when we got up the next morning, the building that was, uh, that I said that it landed on was crushed. So who knows what happened? Who knows what happened to me as a child? So that's interesting, and the yeah, fact that don't... the building was crushed like that kind of is proof yeah. almost. Yeah, and I don't, you know, like it's not something that my family really talked about much growing up because you know, obviously I was a child. They didn't want to be like you know, like what happened to you because. But I have talked to uh, some a friend of mine that does hypnosis about maybe trying to do that and see if I can remember more times more things from that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely wouldn't be a bad idea, I don't think, personally. I mean, but again, again, that's at your discretion. Cause it's, yeah, I don't know if I want to know half the time, you know. Yeah, like, I, get, yeah. I get that. I get that 100%. Yeah. I mean, I can't again, say how, how, do you, how would you not want to know at the same time, though? It could bring back really bad memories and nightmares and stuff. Oh, it could. I mean, it could change your life for a while. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. I honestly couldn't fathom what I would do in that situation if I wasn't sure what happened. I mean, part of me says I definitely would find out, but then there's always that little voice that's like, do you want to, though? Do you right. want to know? 
Yeah. And it's just one of those things. But <laughs> so, what is your? I mean, you you have a paranormal. <laughs> Uh-huh. You have a paranormal podcast. So, what is your belief in aliens? Like, um, for me, it would be ridiculous to believe that the, the aliens don't exist. I mean, there's so much out there that we don't even understand, and there's so much space out there, and so many pl- planets that we're see- seeing now that are very Earth-like. That it would be ignorant to believe that we're the only ones with life-sustaining planet. I agree with that 100%. I have agreed with that for a long time. What do you think about the idea of these star seeds, though? Because I've had a few of them on my show. And What's that? I mean, star the, the, seeds. I'm not sure I'm familiar with that one. Star seeds are people who believe that they are alien spirit, alien spirits in a human body. And that they basically believe that they were alien spirits that are sent out. They believe certain races of aliens, like Palladians, I believe it is, or Euclidians. There's a bunch of them. I can never remember the names, but yeah, it's not your typical three of greys, reptilians, or Norse. It's different ones. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard and of that they, one yet. But <laughs> and they believe they believe that they are alien spirits. Basically, they are sent down to Earth to try to learn. And then when that person dies, the spirit goes back to their planet, and either they're sent down to Earth again, or they are. Uh, they get to go somewhere special after that point because they achieve their goal or they achieve <laughs> max enlightenment. I mean, it's similar to what a lot of people believe with reincarnation, I guess. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of what, that's kind of where it went for me is because like a lot of mediums and psychics have told me that's what reincarnation is, is yeah. it's, basically, it's basically a waiting room and our spirits go there when we pass and either we go back down to earth or to try to achieve more in life, achieve our goals or we yeah. have to go on to some special place, heaven, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's but it when I mean, if you listen to the episode I have with Star Seeds, they actually are pretty convincing that it's real. Like they fully believe it. I've seen things on Facebook about like how to tell your Star Seed, like eight or nine checklists, like one <laughs> checklist that you can do. Like basically, the main thing they say is if you feel like. If you feel like Earth is not your home, like if you feel like you don't belong here, you feel like you belong somewhere else, but there's nowhere on Earth you feel like you belong, really. Like, then that huh. is a major sign of it, which I guess it's possible. Like, I guess it's 100% possible in my mind that that could be real, especially if aliens have been visiting Earth for millennia. Then yeah, it's 100% possible that, who knows? I mean... I've heard Stranger Things in this world, like Spectrophilia, and yeah. I can believe in Star Seeds more than I can believe in Spectrophilia because, well, for Spectrophilia, I just think of uh, Scare Movie 2. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I, other than that, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I mean, but then again, I've, I've never seen a Grey. I've never seen a Reptilian. I've never seen a Norse. Well, I've never seen a Norse, I don't think. But, I mean, but I still believe in those fully. Like all three of those, I believe in because there's enough stories of them out there that make you want to believe. Yeah, it's it's odd that like so many people that have abduction stories have very similar stories, even though it's not something they did never met, they never talked, and you know everybody's got a similar kind of story. But then you know all the movies came out, like Fire in the Sky and Communion, that kind of stuff came out, and yeah. So I think that kind of opened it up for a lot, of, and a lot of people maybe that open it up to know that hey i'm not the only one 
that that's happened to. So it made it more mainstream, I believe. So. Yeah, I mean, and like one of my favorite, I mean, X Files too, and one of my favorite examples is the show that was on TBS about seven, eight years ago called People of Earth. And okay. It's a really, it's about a gray, a reptilian, and a Norse that are working together out of a ship in, above Earth, and like they have goals they have to accomplish on Earth, and it's kind of a comedy, but it's interesting, like because yeah. people have hypothesized that the grays work for the reptilians, and so the some people say the Norse do too, but it's just, it's to me it's fascinating thinking of the dynamics that it could be. Yeah. Recently, you, what's uh, that? Go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think about the recent uh, UFOs getting shot down, supposedly? Um, I, I have two theories on that. One is um, that it's a diversion, that they're wanting us to look at that while they're doing something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've also heard, you know, a lot of these UFOs and stuff are are going over nuclear weapons facilities or going near them. So I do know that... Uh, a lot of stories about UFO, UFOs from the military are from nuclear weapon sites, facilities, and that kind of stuff. So, and and I've also heard they've controlled or shut down the sites and that kind of stuff as well. So, maybe they're te- warning us, hey, don't do that, or just check out and see what it is our capabilities that we do have, or I don't know what they're doing, but they're definitely wanted to make it known that they know that that's the kind of weaponry we're working with. I guess whether they want us to use it or not, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's the government. I They know, they admit UFOs existed finally during COVID of all times because they knew no one would pay attention to that fact. Yeah, but, we're like, it's not aliens, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I a lot of them didn't even say it wasn't aliens. They just said, we don't know what yeah. it is. But yeah. I, I mean, I look at the stories of like Roswell, of, the alien autopsy video that came out in the 90s. Yeah. Which I actually, I actually had a guest that has been researching that and speaks it and speaks to it. I, actually, I think well, his episode, I think his episode is dropping today. I think it's, I think his episode dropped today. Actually, I haven't had a chance to share my episode out today because it's just it's I interesting. I haven't had time yet today, but it's and I mean, and also I look at like Valiant Thor, like in other Barney and Betty Hill, and like all these examples mm-hmm. of very famous UFO cases, alien cases, where it's like, they kind of have to exist because all these things are pretty much solid proof of it. Yeah, I had a I had a guest on, James uh, Clarkson. He's uh, local to the Northwest. He was in uh, Aberdeen, Washington, and he's a, he was a detective and police officer and stuff, and he was in his uh, professional life, but now that he's, uh, after, after that he became a UFO investigator, he was with MoveOn for a while, but he was talking about a case where one had la- a UFO had crashed in that area up in like the Aberdeen, Washington area back in, I want to say it was 1979, if I believe. But he, he he did some research on that and was talking about all the different, uh, you know, like the military was there. They wouldn't let you in, but it was, you know, no, don't worry, there's nothing going on, but you just can't come in type of thing. And then they were just gone, you know, type of thing. So. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, the whole men in black thing, it's, or as they're called now, the khaki men. But <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that, but apparently now they apparently now they dress like suburban dads, so they're not, because you see a guy in a black suit nowadays, you're going to think men in black. But, yeah. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's the whole thing, like, where you see, 
like all of a sudden, like on the on a wooded access road on the side of a highway, you'll see like twenty cop cars, government cars, and you're like, why? There's no accident <laughs> near here, and yeah. it's like, and you look in the paper the next day, and there's nothing about somebody getting like lost in the woods or anything. So, are is there a bigfoot in the area, and they're just trying to kind of get it out of the area? Like who, who, who could tell? It's just strange. Hello, yeah, Stephen. Thank you for watching. I often wonder what what exactly is the reasoning. I mean, if the, if the government knows that there's people on other planets or life on other planets, what's the point in keeping that from us? Is I don't understand. I mean, I mean, there might be some hysteria and panic a little bit, but as long as they're not like actively trying to kill us, I don't think that it should, you know, be that big of. I, I believe most people would be like, well, yeah, we knew. You know, most people believe that anyway. I would think. So at this point, I mean, maybe back in the you know, 40s and 50s when, like, the Roswell stuff was happening. Maybe back then it was a good idea to kind of keep it under wraps. But right now, like, most of us believe in UFOs and in aliens and Bigfoot and that kind of... Well, I don't know about Bigfoot. I mean, I mean, most some people believe in Bigfoot. I, I'm not sold on that one yet. I haven't had an experience myself, but I'm open to the idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just... it. There's theory. I have theories. I have theories, and... I mean, I, 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 my famous thing I say now is, yeah, the next pandemic, they're going to announce that Bigfoot's real. Yeah. Like, hopefully I there mean, won't I mean, be another pandemic, but we know there will be. So, I mean, yeah, yeah especially with this train crash that's raining yeah. horrible stuff all over the Midwest. So, who knows? But I, I, I will. Not, what's that? Right. I will say, out of like all of the uh, paranormal people to get, whether they're ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, the, Bigfoot people, and this is no slight on them at all, they speak as though, like, what they're saying is absolute fact. Whereas, like, aliens and mostly ghost people that I know, we talk about things in theory. You know, this is what we experience, this is what we can't explain. But Bigfoot people are like, there's a big hairy man in the woods, and if you, you know, like, that's just the way it is. You know, they don't, there is no if to them, but even but so I, I think that's kind of interesting for the bigfoot people why are they why are they so confident i think it's because there's more evidence out there of bigfoot personally i mean yes a lot of the evidence there's plenty of hoaxes that people for sure yeah have tried to implement and there's plenty of evidence out there though that i find undeniable it it can't be a suit it looks way too realistic to be a suit and if you ask graphic design uh if you ask like people who make those suits professionally even they'll say we don't have technology yet to make a suit like that where the yeah. muscles move the way they do where the body's defined the way it is i mean big red suits nowadays still basically look like gorilla suits that are brown but yeah i mean it's just i don't know it's just in the footprints the footprints i can never get over because there's so many of them and you know and right yeah i mean it's just who knows? It's uh, what? What do you think of the Paris and Gimlin film? I, I've looked at it quite a bit, and not being an expert in the field, but I would, I would say there's, I would, because it's been around so long, and there's been no absolute proof against it, which is way easier to do than proving something is, is, is fake is probably way easier than proving it's real. And nobody's actually thrown out absolute proof that it was hoaxed. 
that doesn't mean that it wasn't. I'm just saying that for me, I think I tend to believe that they may actually caught a Bigfoot on video. And the funny thing was, is because I've heard interviews with three out of four of the people that were there that day. Yeah. And they said they were actually go Patterson was going up there to film a hoax video originally. Like they had a gorilla suit that someone bought. But yeah, I don't know if I've heard that story, but yeah. They caught the footage when they were trying to set that up. Huh. So I mean Did somebody hoax them? I don't know. (laughs) I see, but I mean Patty, they call her the Bigfoot as quote on film that day because I mean you could clearly clearly tell it's a female. My yeah. podcast, Global Strangers, I'm on with my two co-hosts. We actually just did a Bigfoot episode this past Sunday, and we watched the video. And I think it was an interview with one of the guys that was there. I'm not sure which one because they didn't say his name, and I don't recognize them by face. But And, like, you could clearly see the muscles in the chest and the muscles in the arm moving. And yeah. it's just like you can't fake that, especially back then. And the fact that it, you clearly had breasts. It wasn't like a male figure. It was definitely a female breast. You could, you know, you could see that. I mean, and you could see its feet when it's walking. In the beginning of the video, you could see its feet, and it's not a human wearing shoes, like with a suit over it, or it's not like a bare human foot. It looks like a primate foot. So it's it's certainly certainly interesting. That's for sure. I don't, you know, being that it's been around for so long and nobody's disproved it, then I think they might have something there. Smarter people than me have not been able to disprove it. So. I mean, and a couple of people that are involved, like, did say, oh, it's a hoax, like, over the years, but then they would, yes. on, their death, on their deathbeds, they rescinded that, because there was, like, it was just too much pressure from so, from the media. I didn't want to deal with it anymore, so I just said that to get them off my back, but... Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, if you're the first person to actually catch a Bigfoot on film, then, yeah, you're going to be pounded by everybody. Yeah, whatever you were before is, is, it doesn't matter. You're now the Bigfoot guy, so... You're going to be yeah. doing books and shows and everything for the rest of your life, which is good well, and bad. Well, it's like, uh, what's his name? I want to say Travis Walters, the guy from... Oh, Travis Walton, yeah. from uh, Travis Walton, yeah. Fire yeah, in Fire the in sky. the Sky. Yeah. I mean, from what I hear, he won't even do podcast interviews unless you unless you either know a friend of his who, can, who was willing to talk him into it or unless yeah. you pay him. I've heard that like, too. It's just he's... He doesn't. He doesn't want to deal with it anymore because he dealt with it for so long since the '90s of since that movie came out. But yeah, I don't know. It's you know, you get famous for something like that, and then you're never going to not be famous. It's just yeah, like you know, he was a logger before, but now he's just the alien guy, the guy that got abducted by aliens. So for the rest of his life, he was that the guy that got abducted by aliens. But you know, exactly. the, the movies. The movie's interesting. I actually have not seen the movie. I keep meaning to watch it, but I have uh, some subscription stuff coming up for this show that I'm going to start doing, and movie watch-along slash movie reviews might be part of it. So, Oh, nice. More details to come soon, listeners, but I'm still working out all the kinks of that one, and finding lining up guests for a lot of it is the fun part. But, so, we talked about, have you, oh, actually, let me ask this. Have you guys ever investigated anything to do with aliens or Bigfoots in your time? Um, my team has done Bigfoot stuff, but not since I've joined. We've talked about going up into the woods and doing like a camping trip or we invent, do some Bigfoot investigating a little bit while we're out there, but we haven't done it yet. But maybe the, the summer's coming, so maybe I'll hook something up with that. Because we, I mean, 
we're in the prime area to do that in the Pacific Northwest. So if oh god, yeah, I mean yeah, the, if you can get access to the Olympic Project, like you're guaranteed to see something because the Olympic Project. I know Small Town Monsters went out there. I had Mark Matsky on my show talking about it, and they found undisputable proof of Bigfoot up there. I mean, yeah, if you watch their documentaries, you'll see the proof, but. I believe it was, I know it was Nest, and, I, and he said they found more, but he didn't want to give too much away on a podcast, yeah. of course, but I, I don't blame him, but it's just interesting. What do you think about, go to my favorite cryptid, Dogman? I don't know enough to have an opinion on that. I mean, I see all the uh, shows on it and all that kind of stuff, and I just haven't had the time to look into it and research it myself, so I don't really know. It's not something I've been well, interested in yet. Well, I mean, what what I'll say to that is, there's a group out there called NADP, North American Dogmen, mm-hmm. it's Patrol or something. I was forget what the PCNs for, but I really gotta write that down. <laughs> but I had I had one of their district heads, DA Roberts, on, who's the head of like the Northeast kind of. Okay. Uh, well, Central Northeast, I guess, would be it. But if if you want to get if you want to get possibly a the district the, whoever runs the district over where you are on that on your show that probably would be a good episode because they i heard so much indisputable proof from him alone that i mean i was already a believer in them but <laughs> he just yeah. made me be like oh my god like yeah i always go in skeptical about every investigation regardless of what it is but yeah i mean see I'm one of those people who can't go in skeptical because I want to believe. <laughs> I, <laughs> At least I'm you know that about yourself, though. So you're like, you know, you you, uh, you can check yourself a little bit sometimes. I am the freaking fo- I am the real life Fox Mulder when it comes to that. <laughs> I want that. I literally would have that poster in the back of my freaking bedroom if I was like it. But <laughs> but I mean, it's just I I want to believe because the only things I can really ever be skeptical about are Chupacabra and Frogman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Chupacabra stuff is probably just mange on some dogs. So, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what a lot of people say. But there was a woman who shot something, and no one knows what it was. And the DNA test came back inclu- inconclusive that they, they never had anything like that in the, put in the Yeah, that is interesting for sure. So, I don't know. I mean, in this world, anything is possible in my mind. I mean between other dimensions, between space extraterrestrials. I mean, who knows? I mean, I've had people that say that everything comes from other dimensions. There's nothing come from space. It's all from other dimensions. But I don't know what I believe, really. It's just so hard to say. But yeah. I'm sorry. People, Go ahead. people are trying to lump everything together, whether it be aliens. Big, You know, some people believe that Bigfoot is an alien, comes from a different planet, you know, like maybe he does i don't know why he likes to hang out in the pacific northwest but he does apparently yeah well bigfoot hangs out everywhere technically i mean yeah the only the only state where there's never been a bigfoot sighting is hawaii and i mean in all over the world there's bigfoot just under different names i mean right yeah it's, it's i've often wondered because i mean like they're seeing the same thing all over everybody can't be wrong exactly i mean that and the fact that I mean, on the NADP website for the Dogman, like they they originally had a map of the United States and Canada with different sightings all around the world. I mean, yeah. all, all around those two countries. And 
even as I always said, even if 90% of those are made up stories that are not real at all, what about the 10% that are? Because there's no way that all of them are made up. No yeah, way. well, th- th- then you got to go with the 5% of people with mistaken identity. Whether yeah. I don't, I mean, like a lot of people see bears in the woods and think it's Bigfoot because they don't realize that, you know, how tall bears really are when they're standing up on their back. Well, yeah, too. we we had a we, we we watched a video when we were doing Bigfoot of these this couple hiking and they caught a camera of something down in the bush like it looked like it was eating or looking for something, and it and then right when it stands up, they turn around and run. It's like come on, even that's the, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so like all the all the pictures of Bigfoot are blurry for some reason. I don't know why. Well, see, that's when I kind of can lean on the Bigfoot being ultra terrestrial, which means interdimensional, or Bigfoot being extraterrestrial. That's when I can kind of lean on that because what if it is more advanced and it has the ability to kind of hide itself that way, like a, like a glimmer man type thing almost, where it can make itself kind of turn invisible for a little bit here and there, or if it is interdimensional. If it, if it if it knows if it knows it's been seen or people are getting close to it, it pops back to its own dimension for a little while until it thinks people are gone. But I mean, it's certainly possible. I tend to believe that if it's out there, it's more of like a primate that we just haven't discovered yet, and they I, don't want us to discover them. So, and but they're wise by that because we tend to kill things we discover. So, yeah. truer words, truer words. Yeah. But I mean, I for the longest time. The Gigantithecus, um, like, scenario was always my number one scenario for Bigfoot. Yes. That it was just it was something left over from the Stone Age that it it moved away from humans because humans were killing it. Because it's, and that's it, it's really the most likely scenario, to be honest. In my opinion, yes. In other people's opinions, no, it's not. I mean, in my opinion, it is. But I've had other people that have straight up said to me, nope, you're wrong. And I'm like... Okay, if you really think that hard about what, it. <laughs> what, one of the theories that I've been told for the reasoning of the government, the government knows that there's a Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call it, but they don't want to come out and share that information because it would be endangered. And then we'd have to give so much space for, you know, the logging industry would lose out and that kind of stuff because it would need its habitat and that kind of stuff. So. I guess that would be a, a one of the reasons why the government would keep it on the down low from us. I could think that. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely could agree with the government doing that even. But because I mean, I've heard stories too of a guy shot a Bigfoot and he buried it because he thought he killed a human that was just disfigured or something. Yeah. And he went back to, and some of his friends said the next day, like, you could prove something was real. Like, go get the body. I mean, this is, yeah. the story takes place like 50 years ago. But, and he, go, he goes to get the body and it's gone. I've I've heard that in Skamania County, Washington, it's illegal to shoot or injure a Bigfoot unless it's in self-defense. So I don't know why they would make a law for a creature that doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, I exactly. I mean, it's on the endangered species list in some states. I've, I've been told. That's I've interesting. I've looked into it. I've been told. Yeah. I mean, especially around you, I can believe it because that's where they're supposed to be heavily. I mean, and. Especially in Oregon and um, Washington, there's supposed to be a huge amount of Bigfoots, but yeah, I don't know. But... And the, the South too, of course. And I mean, Northeast has a I there's a forest 15 minutes on the road from me that supposedly is, has a Bigfoot or two in it. But I went hiking there for two miles the other day last week, and I didn't even I didn't see nothing. I tried 
I tried some tree knocking with a big branch and I didn't get no response, but it was also the early morning. Big yeah. had been sleeping in his cave and been like, what the hell? Leave me alone. Well, another <laughs> like, thing I've also read is that uh, the people who people believe like the TV shows, like finding Bigfoot and that kind of stuff, or people who go out in the woods with cameras and, and do Bigfoot calls and knocks and that kind of stuff actually chase them away. And that makes a lot of sense to be honest, because they'd be like, yeah, we see you. You're not a Bigfoot. What are you doing? We're out of here. True. I mean, or the other theory I always heard is it's hunters or, I mean, it's other people looking for Bigfoot in the same woods that are knocking back at you because they think they hear a Bigfoot tree knocking. I mean, yeah. So I think so. the best way to find one is to be in the woods and not be looking. You know? Yeah. True. I mean, that's, that's, that's honestly been the thing. I mean, you could also just be driving down the road around a wooded area and people have seen them like, crossing yeah. the road or walking alongside the road it's and i believe a lot of those are misidentification with bears and stuff because you're going you know 40 50 miles an hour and you see a brown creature on the side of the road and it stands up and you're like oh it's bigfoot well but, you know you don't go back and look either and even if you did it would probably take off so yeah i mean some of those though some of i mean if it's straight up crossing the road on two feet it's no damn bear they're not walking that far on two feet like, probably not i don't I don't really i'm not a bear expert but i can't imagine they would especially if they were in a hurry to get across the street but i mean yeah because I, mean, I don't know it's just to me it's all it's just it has to exist it has to i can't i can't say it doesn't exist it make people make I, up a lot of stories yeah possibly but, i would need to have my own experience before i would believe i don't not believe but you know i need to have my own experience before i say yes or no on bigfoot well, I mean, there are times that I've been in the woods and I just get a feeling like I'm being watched and because I hate hiking personally. I freaking hate it. I hate camping. I hate hiking. My wife and kids love it. So <laughs> I'm forced to, I'm forced to do it basically. But, anyway, yeah. But I mean, it's just, and I feel like I'm being watched though, or I feel like I hear something walking around around me, but I can't see anything. And yeah. it's like, okay, like. You keep looking over your shoulder expecting to see something, but you never see anything. It's just the way it goes. So I don't know. I honestly don't. It's, it's hard mean, with that to, with your brain, it's hard to go, am I sensing something or is my mind messing with me? Because that, that happens quite a bit. And that's one of the things that uh, when I'm investigating you know, in a, like a supposed haunted location, that's something that, that's hard for us too, because especially when you're sitting in the dark, looking for, you know, talking to the wall, hoping to get an EVP response. Um, your mind plays tricks on you. Oh, I saw a shadow over there or whatever, you know, or, or you know, you, you, all of a sudden you're sitting there and you, you feel like something entered the room or something's watching you. And it's hard to decipher whether or not that is actually happening or if it's your mind just playing tricks on you because you're actually looking for something like that. Yeah, that, I mean, see... I live in a haunted house and I, my wife saw things when she was first up here with her father fixing things up. I, I didn't stay the night, so I didn't see or hear anything. But since we put a camera in the garage about a month ago or two months ago, I posted some videos to TikTok now and Facebook of these orbs in my garage. Mm -hmm. At first, there was one, then it was two, which it's supposed to be a, according to the paranormal investigator who came to my house over a year ago. It's supposedly the married, the couple who built this house originally. It's supposed to be them. We, they talked to them. I, I, I had one whisper in my ear, thank you, when I was talking about fixing up the house. But 
Now I get a video the other day where it's it looked like someone blew bubbles in front of the camera in my garage. Like all these orbs just floating up like a mass of them. And I had a I had a psychic say like maybe it was just a bunch of spirits passing through for some reason. And they just aren't stay they don't stay, but they're just passing through the area. It's interesting. For us, we don't use orbs as a uh evidence of the paranormal because they can be easily explained as other things. So, you know, it's just they could be insects, they could be dust, moisture in the air, you know, issues with the camera and, and that kind of thing. It could be so many different things. For us, we just don't use orbs at all as evidence for paranormal. Well, put it this way though. The only reason we even saw them is because the camera is motion censored. Yeah. And yeah, dust and that kind of thing will make those set off like that. It's because the uh, IR on on the on the light because it's dark in there will will shine on the dust and it'll pick it up and sometimes it'll set that mm-hmm. off. And I'm not saying it's not something because I haven't seen the video and I'm not there, but for us that's kind of how we deal with orbs because it it can just be so many d- different things in paranormal. So for us, if we have a saying on my team, if in doubt, throw it out, because we you know that's kind of what we do. You know, we get a lot. It's very hard to get video evidence of of ghosts. To be honest, oh, most yeah. of our most of our evidence is is audio, which is our best tool, I believe. Um, we've gotten, I think, in the almost six years I've been on the team, we rarely get anything on video. We did get one, a really good one at the this place called the Walker Ames House in in I Port Gamble, it. Washington. Yeah, in Port Gamble, Washington. We were investigating there, and there's, the, I believe, the report was that there's somebody seen in the ha- walking through the hallway, that kind of stuff, and out of that, out of this certain little room to the left. So I put a camera in that room, facing towards the door, and uh, a team, part of our team, was in there in that room, and then they left the room. You can see on the camera them leaving, and then they go to the to a different room, and then like a minute later, you can see like a. Uh, like a, it's it's white and it, it steps up in front of the door and it's very hard to see, but it stops and then you could see it take two more steps and walk out the door. It's really kind of creepy, and uh, I've looked at that a million times trying to figure out a logical explanation for it. And I just haven't been able to find one. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird because I know because I because of the paranormal investigators came to our house. I know there's two spirits in our house, but it seemed like the wife the wife disappeared for a while. Or she just went quiet, like she just mm-hmm. stayed, like stayed hidden. But we used to have we used to have chickens because we have chickens. But we used to have chickens in our garage in the back area. It's like a coop area. It, it was almost like built yeah. a coop. They started dying mysteriously, and we had these guinea hens at the time too, West African guinea hens, and we thought they were killing the chickens. But we thought they were pushing them off the loft, and the chickens were somehow not flapping their wings, made from surprise or something, and they would die. But and we'd find them on the ground, basically flattened. And oh. we moved them out to the shed now. And since we've done that, not one chicken has died from unknown causes. Huh. Interesting. So, I mean, we got rid of the guinea hens too, but they were still dying once we got rid of the hens. So, I don't know what to think. I mean, it's... And when the investigators were here, they kept picking up a... on the voice box, they kept picking up the word jungle. And they asked the spirits with the rods, um, what are they called? Not divine Dazzling rods. rods, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They asked the yeah. spirits with those, what does jungle mean? Are you referring to the chickens? And they said, like, and they got a yes out of it. So, huh. and and I've had mediums in my show that have been able to, like, remote 
feel my house kind of and they said like they got they caught like animals don't belong in the house one of them did they caught that from <laughs> something in my house yeah or, or i mean well farm animals i guess because but then again my dog was out in the garage for a little while too and for a couple nights and the one night all of a sudden she's she's yelping and screaming and like like she's being murdered i mean we never heard you talk we never heard yelp like that in our lives so yeah. we run in there and oh, they're out of the cage and she runs into the freaking house faster than you ever seen her run so we we, we moved her to the basement that night and no issues huh. and it, another medium another medium said that the, the original owner of the house had a an antique car in, his, in the garage that he used to like to work on so we think the garage may be his like his like little sacred man space and huh. even after death, he still doesn't want any animals in there. He doesn't want anything out there to disrupt that. Have you ever put like a digital recorder out there and try to talk to him about it? I haven't, no, because I don't. Well, when, when you meet, when you say digital recorder, I mean, you, can you do the same thing with like a laptop or cell phone, or does it have to be like a special, like I mean, recorder? you can. I don't recommend it because with the cell phone, there's a lot of interference and stuff, just with phone calls and that kind of stuff, and. I would, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything expensive. You can just get a cheap digital recorder at Walmart or something. Mm, for us, for us, we just keep it simple. We keep it very simple when we're investigating. So we don't have fancy, you know, equipment, really. We have cameras and audio equipment mostly. And we do have like trigger objects, that kind of stuff. We do the uh, spirit box on occasion, but that's mostly for like, if we have a client that says, Hey, I saw the spirit box on TV. Can, you know, do you have yeah. one that will break it out? Because not saying that they do or don't work. There's just no science behind it to prove it, that they do work. So for us, it's not like now if we're using it and it comes up with a word or something that we pick up on EVP as well, it's something we can tell the client, okay, it came up with this name. And then we got the recording of this name as well. So that may be something there, but it's not usually something we would uh, let stand on its own for evidence at all. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I just like the dousing rods i don't really yeah like, put much faith behind those because the slightest movement of a person's hand could push it one way or the other but yeah and, and you also have to look at the integrity of the person doing it too you just i mean unless you know them they may have an agenda you know for us what we try to do is we try to find a way to make the client feel more safe in their space so there it's not ever going to it's just not going to be a demon people are not having demons in their houses we it's not something you're going to find very often so and for me that's a religious thing and i'm non-religious so i don't really believe in demons but i do believe that spirits can be evil or mean because people can be evil or mean so when you pass on why would that change right makes sense. so yeah so most of the time we'll find a logical region like we had a uh we had a couple that uh she was experiencing all sorts of things. She was hearing voices and, and uh, she thought her ceiling was bleeding and that kind of in her bedroom. And for whatever reason, that couple, they didn't sleep in the same room, but they had recently moved into this house and was, was when she started having all these problems. So they called us to check it out. So what was going on was her bed was up against the garage wall. And on the other side of that wall, they had like a water softener thing in the electrical from that was so giving up such high emf it was going through the wall and max it pegged out our meter 
even in her room by where her pillow was. So all night long she's sleeping and having EMF just going into her head. And if you're sensitive to that, it can cause you to feel sick, see, see things like that, hear voices also. If you're sensitive, it can cause some really harsh issues. So her house wasn't haunted at all. She just was being bombarded with EMF in her head all night long, every single night. Which see, is, some, sometimes there's a logical solution to things, which... There's mostly, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean... They did. They did that when they did my house too. I mean, yeah. I see. I, I trust these investors who came to my house because they weren't charging me anything. It was done completely free of charge. Yeah, that's and, how we are too. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams are like that, from what I'm told. But, that's good. And they, and they, they went around the house first and got the they got the uh, electrical chart like reading yeah. the whole house to make sure that they had it baseline. I mean, they just good. did things very. They did things very professionally, and I good. Yeah, and I mean, it was a. It was an older woman, and it was the the main guy who seemed to know what he was doing. So, I mean, I, I kind of feel like they weren't out. Like they, I, I can't feel like they have an agenda because there was nothing for them to gain by telling yeah. us the spirits in the house. Like they're not yeah. they're not selling tickets to our house to have people come see the spirits right. or anything. So, I mean, yeah, for some and, reason, some people like to scare people. I don't think that's a good plan. Plus, I gotta find it, but because I, I this is all before I started my podcast, so I gotta find it yeah. and post it, but. Right there's on. a picture there's a they took a picture because when i was talking in my son's room about fixing up the house because there, there was a radon issue in the house and that's what killed the the man that's what killed the husband after he was the last one to go and the radons will kill them oh wow after after living in a house for 40 50 years of radon that's what killed them but i was talking about fixing up the house and how i got rid of how we put a radon pump in to get rid of that issue and that's when i heard in my right ear very softly thank you like, and like, it was like, like I had chills down my back, like all my hair on my back was standing up on end. And, and like, I was like, did anybody else just hear that? And they're like, no. And they took, they quickly snapped some pictures of me by the door and everybody, half people can see it, half people watch can't see it. But I was standing like this and it looks like underneath my, where my arm is, you can see a face. Oh, wow. And I mean, I got I got to find it posted because I I haven't posted it since I started my podcast. I've really posted it, but it's just I don't know. It's it's it kind of proved to me that there's something in the house. Plus, yeah. we just hear. Plus, I mean, you get a creepy feeling in my house, or at least you used to before you put the dogs in the basement. Like if you would go in the garage at night, you feel like something's watching you from the basement. Yeah. So, but I mean, since we put the dogs in the basement, that got away. Because I think he just stays in the garage now, but. He just wasn't a dog person, who knows? <laughs> and but my my daughter's room is also always colder than every other room in the house. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it could be the windows in there are not the best seal or something. But we also one of the questions they asked him with the dousing rods was, "What are you here to watch the kids?" And one of them supposedly said yes, because they never had kids. I, I, oh. I my neighbors are all their relatives, so okay. I the neighbors confirmed they never had kids, and. So I mean, maybe that's where the wife stays. She just stays in there to watch after my daughter because my daughter's five and was four when we moved in. So since she never had a kid, maybe she wanted a daughter always, and maybe it's her way of getting it now. Yeah, just watching over her, that kind of thing. Yeah. But before we wrap it up for the night, tell tell us about your podcast because I'm kind of dying to know what you guys do in your podcast. Sure. Yeah. Um. For me, I uh, I just have people on from all sorts of different paranormal topics from. I've had psychics. I've had recently, uh, I had Joe diamond, which was, uh, 
he was he's coast to coast named him America's greatest mind reader. I had him on with your Bigfoot UFO, just all sorts of other guests. It's called Hassling the Paranormal. I have I'm eleven episodes in, so I'm just getting freshly started at this. So oh, okay. it's pretty new for me and I'm having a lot of fun with it and getting some guests lined up and hopefully I'll have some more episodes here pretty soon. It's for me I just do audio because it's just easier for me to do audio than Yeah. I, I started out that way and then when I was originally on Zoom and setting up lives on Zoom was so annoying. So yeah. I, I mean I ended up just switching to StreamYard because everybody else I know everybody else I knew used it. And I switched to StreamYard, and it was just so much easier to do lives because it's literally you can link it to your Facebook, you can link it to any Facebook yeah. page or group. It's just or any other social site. It's just incredible. YouTube even, and it's just like mm, makes yeah. life easier. Like right now, I'm streaming in two Facebook groups, well, two Facebook pages, and uh, my YouTube channel, like oh, all right at on. the same time. Like it's it's cool. Like it's it's a nice way to do things, but. Well, yeah. Where can they, yeah. where can they find your podcast, and where can people contact? Um, the big river okay so my podcast is available on most major platforms iHeartRadio, apple spotify stitcher all those you can find it on there and as far as contacting my team we're at bigriverparanormal.com and we have uh we have a team in boise as well so you'll see their stuff as well so you'll see boise and portland on there And, and we have we have all sorts of evidence stuff on there you can go look at and you can contact us for assistance if you're in the idaho oregon or washington area and we can all right well there you go folks go check out hassling the paranormal because i know my listeners love paranormal so go check it out it sounds like an interesting show i'm gonna have to give a few i'm gonna have to give it a listen myself at some point i don't really listen to podcasts anymore but i'll have to give it a shot at some point um other than that you can find all my listeners know you can find me on Facebook as Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings Podcast with the S group. You can find me on Facebook on I do that twice now. You can find me on Twitter and the gram <laughs> as at Juggalo Bastard. You can find me on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find me on YouTube where this is streaming as Paranormal Normal. So and be sure to like, subscribe, comment, and remember we are doing a fundraiser. A GoFundMe for one of our fellow podcasters, Vanessa Rain, who is having some housing issues. Please, if you can give, give. If you can't give, please share it out. And I want to thank my guest, Jason, for coming on. Glad I'm glad we were able to work out the, the little bit of delay last week and get you back on so soon. It's been all right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. My pleasure. And to all my listeners, have a good night. And I will see you guys tomorrow with another live. And I, for all my listeners, I'll see you in half a week. Other than that, have a good one, folks.